Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein. And in this video, I want to discuss cues and when to use the cues. Message cues, to be specific. Like, there are other type of cues, but I don't, I'm not sure what are they. So I'm talking about RabbitMQ, ZeroMQ, Kafka. When do you want to use this in your architecture? And do you really need it, right? And that's the question here. You always have a question that, hey, do I really need to implement this in my system design or not? And I'm just trying to kind of assess that and help you with that if possible. So how about we jump into it? And if you're new here, guys, I discuss all sorts of backend engineering in this channel. So if you're interested, subscribe and like this video and share with your friends. That's it. Let's just jump into it. All right. So what is a queue and when do we need to use it? And uh, guys, if you if you already uh, subscribe to my channel, you would see me repeat this over and over again. Any technology out there, any backend technology out there, it exists for a reason and it exists to solve a problem. So I know that might sound cliche and makes just perfect sense, right? Just, yeah, of course, it exists for a reason. And that also means that there's no technology just exists for the fun of it or because it's cool, right? You need to use it if that problem exists for you. You cannot just use gRPC because it's hip and cool, right? No, you should use it when you absolutely the problems that gRPC addresses solves your problem, right? Addresses your problem. Same thing with a queue. So how about we talk about the actual problems with the queue solved? Back to the request response architecture. When I make a request to a backend, and regardless of the communication protocol that I use, whether it's TCP, stateful TCP, raw, or whether I'm using gRPC, again, stateful, or whether I'm using a stateless REST architecture. That request requires some resources at the backend to be served, right? To be consumed and executed that request. What does that mean? It means that request might be less to get all the employees, right? Or an update to do a booking system, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to book this seat. That's that's the that's same thing, right? And this requires a finite amount of time of your server to actually process this. And we talked about the ways you can serve your request. And one way to solve this problem is asynchronous execution with a single thread like your server has one thread and that thread just keeps working the problems that it has right so serving request this is now it's listening to tcp connection this is now doing that that's how now js does it right other other web servers 
uh, does it differently. Multi-threading, multi-processing, right? Regardless, right? So Apache does it multi-threading, Node.js does a single thread, but it's asynchronous. And we talked about that. I'm going to reference the video here. I think it's here. <laughs> Go check it out. But sometimes a single thread in a Node.js or multi-processing or multi-threading in a web server could not cut it because you will quickly overwhelm that single server to execute all these requests, right? And it, it really depends if that request is taking a long time to process. And if it does that, if that request is taking a huge amount of time and unpredictable amount of time to process, then there are flood of other requests that is coming. I'm, I'm not talking about queues yet, guys, right? Just normal request response. There are a lot of requests coming and they are waiting. And when I say waiting, they, the client is actually just blocked because that access to the TCP connection didn't even get a response back. Okay. And that could be harmful for the user experience, right? The user will feel it. So, what is going on? I clicked and nothing happened. And users hate that when they click and nothing happens you show me something that happens or tell me that something is happening but don't tell me that i'm doing something and i did something and i don't see any results they hate that you're a user you probably <laughs> seen that so how do we trick that a, requ a normal request response architecture doesn't cut it in this case if your response time is unpredictable right because you have a lot of requests coming and you might say hey hussein i'm gonna scale horizontally and that's absolutely fine you can do that you can put a reverse proxy have it configured to be a load balancer and swizzle the request to all the other services and if you have if you start waiting if you've started seeing requests taking a long time to process right then you start spinning up more services or containers if you're in a microservices architecture and then start serving that and people do this to this day without a queue without the idea of a queue right and as i said this doesn't really scale well if your processing at the back end is is very hungry processing hungry or cpu hungry or even ram hungry right? because you're gonna spend a lot of time just uh having this process take time so if you're predicting that responses will always take a long time probably spinning up multiple services will not help you right because the request will be the same whether it's going uh it's sending to another server which are which is free or a service that is server doing other things as well yeah you're gonna st see some mindless cool ah, minus cool <laughs> Is that the right word? Minuscule difference. But still, it's going to take a long time. So here's where a queue is useful. If you really think that request will always exponentially go large, yeah, maybe if your database is uh, doesn't have any rows, but as you grow large, that request will go slower and slower and slower. It's exponentially, not necessarily exponentially, just uh, polynomially with your number of rows so here's where queue really beneficial so what you would do in this case is here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna 
employ a queue in my system, a message queue. And that means if I am receiving a request to the server, I will do a very quick operation that is constant. That is a big O of one. It's a very fast operation. And I'm going to respond to the user with, a, with some sort of an identifier, right? And here's, that's, that's how a queue works. So if I send me a request, I'm going to put it in a queue. That's a big off one because writing is always fast, especially if you're in a LSM tree kind of a database, right? And most databases now, especially write only, just write to the end, LSM, right? Uh, log structure merge you write it, and then you respond back to the user, hey, I committed to you, user, that I have received your request, and it's now processing, or it's now, it's in the queue, It, I can't promise anything else, but hey, I received it, better than having a request that is not served, right, that is not just waiting, so check user experience better, right, okay, I'm willing to wait as a user. Yeah, at least I see they received it. And now, really up to you as, as an architect. You can have the client come back and ask and poll, P-O-L-L, this task ID that we're given. He's like, hey, how's how's this job down doing? How's this job doing? How's this, this job doing? And... Once that response actually complete, the response will come back. Say, hey, that job is done. Okay, you can now do whatever you want to do. That's one way of solving the problem. RabbitMQ doesn't do it this way. Uh, RabbitMQ does it the push way, right? Where it's just like a stateful connection. I forgot what the, the protocol that RabbitMQ uses, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very elegant way of using channels. It's awesome. I love it. And I'm going to make another video about this compared to HTTP2. The idea of RabbitMQ using channels, it's very similar to streams. And I don't know who came up with this idea before. Regardless, back to the point. If I respond back, if that job is dequeued, right, or executed, that could push results back to the client immediately as they are received, right? So this way, you eliminated the latency of waiting. Client is still technically didn't receive the result, right? Because you don't receive the result, but I can unblock the user experience. I can show some sort of a progress bar. I can, I can give a better user experience. And I elevated the flood of requests on my server. Now I'm going to have a nice queue. Yes, it's a centralized system still, but it's a nice queue and people, people, services can listen to this queue and start pulling jobs, pulling tasks and execute and write it back to the queue, right? Very, very similar to a pub sub system, except the only difference between a queue and a pub sub a queue is whenever you remove an item from the queue, it is gone, right? That service owns it. It is dequeued. Versus the pub subsystem, you have a topic, or very similarly, right? The brokers have these topics, and the service can as infinitely 
consume the same item. Many services can consume the same item, right? But now each service have some sort of a position that remembers, oh, I consumed this. Yes, I consumed this. I consumed this. And the service optionally can have a way to go back and forth in the queue and then the pop subsystem. So that's a very quick, very quick way of knowing how do you actually, when do you want to use a queue versus uh, just a normal request uh, process system and load balancing and all that stuff, right? So very quick, if your request is indeterministic, you don't know how long it's going to take, a queue is probably a good idea for you. If your process is by nature long running, a queue is good for you, right? Just queue it and let other process pick up uh, the work and write it back to the queue. Or if it's a uh, resource hungry, if your by default, your process back in processing is a resource hungry, it's a bad idea to have the web server itself do the work for you. The web server should do one job and one job only. It shouldn't process your stinking request. It should just respond back to web traffic. It serves web. It is a web server. It serves web traffic and that's it. Don't let it process your prime numbers or do a very complex operations in the web server stuff. Try to separate concerns as much as possible. All right, guys, that's a quick video just to let you know the difference between when to use a queue, when to not use a queue. Hope you enjoyed this video. Uh, subscribe if you like this content. Like this video if you like it. I'm going to see you in the next one. You say, guys, stay awesome.